What's up, you guys? I am Micah Folsom, and you're listening to the Do Your Crap Podcast. I was overwhelmed, uninspired, and unfulfilled, and I knew there had to be a different way to do life. Turns out, there totally is. And I found my calling in helping people learn and do the unsexy habits that build a legendary life. Each and every week, I'm going to help you bust through the crap that's holding you back and break down the simple habits and mindset shifts that will help you rock every aspect of your life. Are you ready to do the things that most people won't so that you can live the life that most people can't? Here we go. Welcome back to the Do Your Crap Podcast, you guys. We have another incredible guest with us this week. And for all of you ladies out there, this is going to be specifically for you. So, You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So, is this even applicable to dudes, Megan, or no? Oh, I think so. I do have, I mean, the majority of who I work with is women. Okay. But I do have a handful of men that it can really help. Okay, perfect. So if you're a dude, don't go anywhere. This can still help you, but it is going to be a lot of lady talk. So just a heads up forewarning. So let me intro her really quickly. We have Megan Bliss with us and she is a nurse practitioner who specializes in hormones. So you guys, this is major. This is, I mean, I feel like I deal with this on a big, on a, on a big level because I obviously am a health and wellness coach and I work with women who are trying to lose weight and trying to feel their best and trying to deal with life. And sometimes we forget that our hormones are literally like driving the bus and we don't even, we don't even account for them most of the time. So Megan, I am so excited to dig into all of this with you. First, tell us who you are. Tell us what you're all about and just kind of just give us, give us your story. Who are you? Perfect. So I have been a nurse practitioner for the past eight years. The first five years of being a nurse practitioner, I was dealing in family practice, very busy. I lived in um, urban Utah for a little while while my husband was going to school. And I was just seeing so many patients with so many diseases. Um, and I felt so behind, like, I'm like, okay, all I can give them is just another pill yeah. to manage things instead of, instead of like correcting things. Um, anyways, so I was doing that, a uh, lot of stress in my life at that time, because I was working full time. My husband was in grad school and I had two small kids at home, baby. Um, I was training for a half marathon thinking that that would like get the baby weight off. I was breastfeeding and I was gaining weight the entire oh. time while doing all of that. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm like eating decent, I'm exercising and I'm gaining weight. And it was just getting so, so frustrating. And I would sit in these rooms and women tend to gravitate towards women when it comes to healthcare providers. So I'd sit in these rooms 
with these women and they would be sitting on the exam table and they would be crying and telling me, I feel terrible. I feel terrible. I'm exhausted. I cry at the drop of the hat. I am losing my hair. I have, I have no idea. I'm trying to exercise, struggling with the motivation, trying to eat healthy. My cravings are all over the place. And I just, I can't handle, I can't deal. I can't deal with life. And I was like sitting there and they're coming to me as a medical expert, like needing help. And I'm sitting there nodding my head and thinking, I'm feeling the exact same way you do, the exact same yeah. way. And so I would run all the labs that I knew how to, that I was taught in school and everything would come back normal. And while, yeah, sure, that makes my job easier because I don't have to like fix anything. My heart broke for all of these women because I knew that there was something else going on. And yes, I would check thyroid, which is a very common thing for women to want to have checked and because they think it's the thyroid. Um, but thyroid would be fine a lot of the times and they would be so, 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 so frustrated. And I was frustrated, it, not only because I couldn't help them, but because I couldn't help myself. So yeah. that was like the first five years of being a nurse practitioner. And then I went to a hormone conference three years ago and it like opened the doors for me. And, and yes, thyroid, like there's thyroid hormones in there, but these are more uh, like the sex hormones, um, the fertility hormones, that type of thing. So I went to this conference and learned so much. And I learned that the tools that I was using to test weren't the best. And so I was able to gather some information and I brought it home and I ran with it and decided to start building this hormone program that we have now. And I've been doing that the past three years and it has been amazing. And I have been able to help myself, not only helping my patients, but it's been absolutely wonderful. So that's amazing. I love it. Okay. Let's dig right in. So when someone, when it comes to hormones, like what are the things that women, especially like, what are the indicators? What are the things that if you're, if our listeners are sitting at home being like, okay, well, how do I even know that maybe I have an imbalance or whatever? What are the things to look for? You mentioned some of them, but just so they can, they can hear it yeah. again. So there are things that we ignore that we're like, don't matter because nobody else can see them. Right. Uh, the top three things that people come to me for are, are because our body is our billboard, you know, and I really truly believe that God created us with a little bit of vanity to push us to be healthy. And so just hold out for me, hear me out for a second, but, and the top three things that I notice that women come and, um, to, figure stuff out with is obviously weight gain is one of them. Our bodies are billboard, you know, um, hair loss is number two and acne is number three. And so those are like external okay. signs, but many times before that we, there are other warning signs that are internal. And so we, it's not our billboard. So we ignore it. And then once it gets to those external things, then we finally start buckling down and like decide to do something about it. So some of those earlier signs are obviously going to be irregular periods, whether they are like way too heavy, way too close together or way too far apart or missing periods um, or painful periods. Um, so that's one of them. Another one is poop. If we are not having regular bowel movements and I'll have some women there like, Oh, I only go once a week, but that's normal ah. for me. And I, no, that's not normal for anybody. Yeah. You're like, oh no. So, yeah, that's another one. And then our moods are another thing. And even though that does affect the people around us, it's we just, we're just, we tend to blame, you know, and we shift that blame when we are moody onto others instead of owning it. So kind of our mood irritability, insomnia is another one that is another warning sign that hormones might be off. So it, it, there's kind of a difference between the things we ignore, we tend to ignore, and then the things that finally push us to get help. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. I love it. And I think 
think that's pretty common is people just stay in the funk for so long that they're like, oh, this is just, this is just normal. This is just how I feel. This is just, I just have to deal. And it's like, no, you can actually feel good. Like you can actually feel good. So I love that. Um, really quickly before we move on, I want to ask you about hormones as far in the regards to like postpartum, how long are your hormones like getting back to normal, figuring themselves out? What, is there like a time frame for that or is it different for everyone? Oh, I wish, <laughs> but if there's one thing that I've found is every body is different. So like all my friends around me, when I was going through that stressful time, um, if they had young babies at that same time and were breastfeeding, they were just like dropping the weight and Megan's over here picking up everything that they dropped off, you know? And so it's, and everybody's yeah. a little different. You hear how people are hormonally during pregnancy. Some people love being pregnant. Other people, it is absolutely miserable. Um, breastfeeding comes with its own yeah. things that either help with the hormones or sometimes uh, it takes until you're done breastfeeding for things to normalize and breastfeeding is great and so good for us and the baby. So, um, it, it, it postpartum depression in there, it just all, everybody's just a little bit different, but, but you are in the thick of that right now. Right. I know. I know. And I, I, I feel like for the most part, I've been blessed with like great pregnancies. And of course I do notice, like sometimes I'm a little bit more emotional or a little bit more. And I'm like, okay, like, this is just like the postpartum stuff, but it is good to know like this, you're going to experience this stuff as things are shifting. So you're not crazy. You're not like a crazy person for feeling off or whatever. And I think, and I think we need to be super, the more in tune we are with ourselves, the more the, those inklings of like, gosh, I just don't feel like myself, or I just feel like I'm on edge all the time or I'm getting after my kids for like little things, like what is going on? Those, those are indicators, right? Like those could be, Hey, maybe something. Yeah. Totally. So like one eye-opening experience for me was it was, I was almost done breastfeeding my third baby and my, I had a salt shaker. One of my other kids asked me something and I flipped around dropped the salt shaker, it shattered all over my kitchen floor and I lost my crap on my kids for talking to me. And I was like, out of body experience, wait a second, Megan, um, yeah. <laughs> we need to do something. But going back to kind of what you said with your pregnancies and like through breastfeeding and everything, I really think you have had a decent time with it. Yes, you felt those shifts, but you have healthy habits in place That's that true. you are very consistent with. And those really are the base of hormone balancing or just those everyday simple habits of nutrition and being active. So kudos to you for that. Thanks. That's, I mean, that's good. To, that's good to hear, but it, and it's interesting to think on the days that, cause like I don't work out on Sundays and that's also the day that lots of times my kids are like, let's bake a treat. So I'll like bake a treat and have some extra sugar. And, and it's interesting because even though it's like family day and you know, like my soul is being filled, I feel if I had to name a day where I felt kind of in a funk, it is that day. And, yeah. and I, that's like, duh, Micah, that's just your body being like, Hey, you probably need you, you need this. You need those morning endorphins. You need those little things that are helping you mentally feel well. Yeah. And, and I noticed that same exact thing with me. So a couple of years ago, I started just doing stretching on Sunday, just doing oh, that's a, good idea. a little bit of stretching, uh, active recovery stuff. And I've noticed so much better on my irritability, my emotions and everything. And it's still a rest day for me, but right. I'm not, um, I'm not, I, I, I'm still able to get those, yeah, those endorphins flowing, all of that, which is so good to manage our cortisol levels. Um, I have a lot of women that deal with, uh, deal with estrogen dominance and we can go into that if we need to. It's a very common thing in like 
any age of woman, teenagers, childbearing years, perimenopausal years, but, and, and we need exercise, we need sweat in order to detox the extra estrogen, which estrogen dominance is my personal hormonal struggle. So um, yeah, we need those, we need to get moving and stuff. And so I, I, I'm a firm believer in rest days. You don't want to over-exercise right. because that's a whole other beast with your hormones. But right. I found just stretching on Sundays opens everything for me. I love that. I love that. And that's such a simple habit to implement. Just continue to do your morning routine, wake up, move your body, whether that's stretching, meditation, even, even on the days, it's just like having that morning time to just like be centered like start yourself strong that what author was it that I read I read a book and she goes start on the offense wake up on the offense not the defense so waking up before your kids and getting yes. all of that done gets you on the offense and not the defense so I can't remember what yeah. book Huh, I can, sorry. I mean, I'm sure a ton of them say that because there's any successful person that you read about or learn about says how you start your day is how you live your life. And that's exactly. so, so, so crucial. So I love that you brought that up. Okay. Um, let's talk about the, the whole weight loss side of things. So when people are doing the things, they're eating the good food, they're, they're exercising and they're still gaining weight. Like how do our hormones impact all of that? Huge. <laughs> it can be huge. <laughs> and, and it's so hard for me. It's so, I, I just feel so bad when I see somebody doing all the things and it's not working for them. I just want to reach out and give them a hug and be like, it's okay. Keep doing those things. Keep doing those things. Cause they are crucial. They are crucial for a foundation, but there's more. So let, let's right. get down to it you know? So I, um, there, there's lots of different things. Uh, my personal struggle is what is called estrogen dominance, where there is an imbalance between estrogen levels and progesterone levels in the body. The estrogen, it's like kind of like a teeter totter. Um, I consider estrogen, progesterone and testosterone kind of on this triple teeter totter. And sometimes one or the other one is not very nice on the playground and is <laughs> high and just not being very friendly. And so bringing everything back down to balance is where we feel better. So um, like for me with the estrogen, my estrogen was sky high and my progesterone was in the toilet. And so now knowing what I know now, it, it's no wonder my pregnancies are terrible because uh, progesterone really helps with pregnancy feeling better. And I have struggled with insomnia my entire life. Oh. Come to find out progesterone is actually a natural, uh, like calming hormone and really helps with sleep. Um, when you have extra estrogen, what happens is, so the ovaries produce estrogen, but also fat cells produce estrogen. So when you have excess estrogen, you hold on to more weight and then those fat cells produce more estrogen and then it just keeps climbing and climbing and climbing and it's like this toilet bowl of suck. Right. <laughs> and so women with estrogen dominance struggle with around the belly weight gain. Um, then there's also like testosterone, a lot of PCOS gals, the testosterone sky high. Um, and they hold on to everything too. Um, and so bringing these hormones back into balance, um, and I like to use uh, supplementation. Um, I use some bioidentical hormone therapy, which is not synthetic. There's not good side effects with synthetic hormones. So we got to use molecularly identical hormones and have them specially formulated in a dose for each person. So we use hormones, supplements, diet, exercise, all of these things, we can get to a point where things are good. Um, plus there's autoimmune disease that can uh, mm -hmm. cause a lot of inflammation and the root of weight gain is inflammation and how to help inflammation is doing those basic foundational things, exercise, nutrition, all of that is the base of where we start with things. So 
I love that. There are, and then cortisol, cortisol. Let's talk about cortisol for a second. Cortisol is one of our stress hormones. Um, there's a, there's a few, but when we're living in this, um, high stress lifestyle, uh, the busy, I know you like, uh, getting busy, right? That yes. um, yeah. But when we're living in too busy, uh, we are essentially sickening ourselves forever and ever because it drives up our cortisol. And then that cortisol suppresses our natural sex hormone production, because when we live in fight or flight mode, which when we're stressed, our body is in fight or flight mode, we don't need to make babies. And so it's like, we don't hormones to have uh, a balanced life and to feel good and right. stable and everything. So when we're living in stress mode, it's just chaos. And then when we don't have enough hormones that stresses our body out even more. So it's, it's interesting. Very interesting. Yeah. Holy moly. Okay. So is there a certain point, do you recommend like at some age or some point in your life that everybody gets checked? Or is it just like a, if you start experiencing these things, then go get your hormones checked. Like, what do you recommend? Um, I think anybody should get their hormones checked. And I'm trying to like figure out the best process for young girls, because if it were up to me, every young girl would have their hormones checked before birth control, because birth control can skew so many things in our hormones it can it can shut off our natural production it can lead to um pcos it can lead to estrogen dominance so it can push into lots of things and if you don't choose the right birth control initially it can set off a cascade of events so i mean i am i'm raising three little girls and so for me this is like a huge passion point because i want to have stuff figured out by the time my girls need help I don't want them to struggle the same ways I have struggled. Um, so I would love before starting birth control to test anybody, but I also understand that a teenager going into a provider for birth control sometimes just is not going to have the funds. They're there because they don't want mom and dad to know or whatever. So there's like, there's such a balancing act between the best way to test and when to test. But I think any woman who is trying to level up their health and be their best person, because I can tailor, like uh, I can tell them this type of exercise at this point in your life is actually going to get you further than a different type of exercise. So there's, we can really tailor programs to to people and their nutrition and all of that. So I think it's beneficial for any woman to get checked their hormones. Another thing though, is there's a difference between getting checked in the blood and getting checked in saliva. So I, what are the differences? I've had a lot of women who are like, Oh, I've had my hormones checked in the blood and everything comes back normal. It, you can't see the balance between the hormones in blood work. Uh, so the test I use, this is interesting because my brain was like, Oh, blood is better than saliva. Like I totally thought that. So, okay. Dig into this. I love this. <laughs> so with blood, um, the reason why it's not the best is because we can't see that balance very good, but it is not the available hormone that is available for use in the body. Cause, cause the hormones that are attached to that are bound to proteins. It, it's kind of yada, 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 but it's, it's just not what is usable. So we want to know what is actually usable hormone. And that's where saliva testing is far superior. And the test I use through ZRT labs, it really, I and mean, it's just so visual and you can see the balance between the hormones and I love it. There's also the Dutch test. I'm not super, I haven't really studied the Dutch test, but I know the Dutch test is used by a lot of practitioners. So Okay. So that's good to know as well. I've never, well, I take it back. No, I've never had my hormones actually checked. How can you check hormones through hair tests? 
Does that work? Um, I think you can. Usually with hair tests, it's going to be more like DNA type stuff and your, your susceptibility to certain things. Um, I, there's a food sensitivity test that I really like that is a hair sample. Um, and I actually recommend most of my patients get that food sensitivity test. It's through checkmybodyhealth.com. Um, message me on Instagram. We'll talk about where to find me later, but I've got coupon code to get money off with that, but it is a cool test to really tailor your nutrition too. But as far as like testing the hormones, I prefer saliva testing. Okay. That's good to know. I mean, that's the only thing I got a food sensitivity test done like last year and it was a hair sample. And, and I do remember it mentioned like hormones and stuff and they all came back normal or whatever, but I'm like, I don't know if that's valid or what, but that's good to know that saliva is the best. So this is something I totally want to do just to be proactive about it. Like just to see what my body's doing. So I love this. How do hormones affect our mental health? Do you want to go into that? It is huge. Um, I feel like a lot of women, they'll go into their provider and they are tired. Um, They are just not feeling themselves. They feel like they are having a lack of motivation. Like I said, exhausted, just very blah, you know, and we just kind of think we are doomed to feel this way for the next 20 years as mothers, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, And if you look at the criteria for depression, um, there's like seven symptoms. And if you mark five of them, you are classified as depressed. And, um, a lot of women will go in and they're like, oh, they meet those criteria. However, those symptoms also overlap with hormone imbalances and deficiencies yeah. and excess. So like estrogen, we need estrogen to feel like ourselves, to feel like a woman, to help with our bonding in our relationships, to, um, it's, it's huge in postpartum depression that, uh, cause there's a steep drop in estrogen. Um, and then as far as like anxiety goes, when there's a progesterone deficiency or too much testosterone, you're just feeling like your skin is crawling or you feel like you cannot shut off your brain about worrying about all the things. So so I feel like when it comes to mental health stuff for me, I like to really do the digging and I know vitamin D plays into this vitamin B12 thyroid plays into all of these mood things too. So what I like to do is check all of these other things before we jump to medication. Medication's needed, some people need it, and it's totally fine and everything, but I feel like a lot of women go in feeling so discouraged, like they feel like their body is betraying them a little bit, and they are wanting to get to the bottom of it, and then when a provider, and and I don't diss any provider or anything because it's just, it's standard medical care, but, we only have like 15 minutes with that patient and they don't have enough time to really dig in and get to the bottom of things. And so they're like, okay, this medicine will help them not feel in the depths of despair. So right, like a bandaid. Yes, exactly. So, and that's just kind of standard, like the way we have to, I remember when I was up in urban city and I was seeing 30 patients a day, I only had 15 minutes with my patients. And I remember thinking, okay, I just got to give them something that will help with their symptom and move them on their way. Cause I don't have time. Cause I want to be able to get home to my family tonight. And I was so frustrated with that. And so it's hard because you know that there's more to it and you want to get to the bottom of things and teach all the things that can help with health really. So, yeah. Yeah, that's huge. And for those of you that are like, gosh, I want to know more about this. Megan, I have stalked your Instagram and you do such a good job of educating. Like <laughs> go follow her on Instagram at Megan bliss NP. she is so helpful with just helping women understand what's going on just to be aware. Cause we don't know what we don't know. So just the more aware we become, we can, we can start to learn, Oh, this isn't normal. Okay. Maybe I can be a little bit more proactive or whatever.
All right, you guys, we are gearing up for another month in my Get Fit for Life virtual gym. And I wanted to make sure you knew that enrollment is open. This is where I work with my clients and coaches for the long haul. We focus on big picture health in this space, more energy, confidence, joy, mindset, lifelong habits, and of course, fitting into your favorite jeans, looking good in your swimsuit, whatever it is that is your goal is what we work on in here. I will connect you with a total solution for your goals, the same workouts, nutrition programs, supplements that I've been using for over eight years. And what I love most about these is how convenient they make healthy living. These solutions are literally made for the busy person to simplify health, not complicate it. And as you all know, I love simple. I will be your coach through all of this. You will gain access to the amazing support and accountability we have within our private app. And this is where we check in every single day with our virtual community to cheer each other on. This is the perfect place for you to start your journey or to continue on if you want a group of people to live healthy with for the long haul. You can get all of the information at micafolsomfit.com slash get fit. And just be sure to fill out that goal form so that I can learn more about you and I can make sure that we get you connected with the solutions that are going to help you reach your goals and feel your best. One more time, micafolsomfit.com slash get fit. See you in there. So are there like, are there certain things that I know you mentioned? Okay. I love to start here. This is the foundation. Are there certain things that we can definitely be proactive about to help our, like, I don't even know how to ask this. Our hormones, are they just going to imbalance if they're going to, or are there, is it habit induced? Is it lifestyle induced? Are there things that cause our hormones to kind of go ski wampus? Are there things that we can be proactive about to help the situation? Right. So when it comes to anything like this, when it comes to hormones, weight, whatever, there's never one key thing. And I think people come in there like, I want, I want one answer. And it's like, really, it's actually going to be like seven different things (laughs) that that we're needing to take a little bit from, you know, so genetics do play a role and how strong your genes are. It does play a role, but I'm a firm believer in you can defy your genes. You do not have to like diabetes runs in my family. I have struggled with my blood sugar in the past. Does that mean that I am doomed to get diabetes? No, because it is my responsibility to do the things that will prevent that gene from turning on into diabetes. I kind of think of it as like, a lock and a key, you know, so there's, there's a few different types of keys that can happen. Yes. Our nutrition is huge when we're eating highly processed foods, um, things that are going to spike our blood sugar, spike our cortisol. Uh, they, that can, things that are filled with really toxic ingredients, like our makeup, um, our cleaning ingredients in the home, those things can stress our body out enough to turn on that genetic code. Um, Plus there's other things like infections, like Epstein-Barr virus is, which is very common. It causes mono. Um, It can be one of the things that turns on that genetic code. Um, Stress, trauma, trauma. If you've been through a traumatic event, it stresses your body out enough that it can turn on that genetic code. But yes, there are things we can do to avoid that. Meditation, you mentioned meditation, meditation I used to think it was kooky and it was only for like people who were very, um, very Zen or wanted to be Zen. And I'm, I'm kind of a, I, I'm a productive person. And so I was like, I don't need that. I don't got time for that. You know, it's huge. It is huge for helping cortisol levels and keeping our stress levels down. Meditation is amazing for that. Uh, then just daily moderate exercise. Um, I, I deal with women who are definitely under exercising, 
Uh, and then I deal with women who are over-exercising and messing up with their hormones uh, and that type of stuff. So finding that balance, you know, 20 to 30 minutes, five to seven days a week and being consistent with it is way better than like two hours at a gym, three days a week. So that right. slow consistency is actually so much better than super intense and in that. So some women, when I tell them we need to tone down the exercise a little bit, they're like, ah, but then other women, they're like, please don't tell me I have to exercise. And I'm like, do you have to No, but do you want to get healed a little bit faster? Right. Yes. <laughs> I love it. I love that. I mean, obviously those things have helped me in huge ways in my life over the years. And it really is just figuring out, I feel like so many of my clients, they do when they, when they start to kind of go to the moderate exercise situation, which is what you talked about, they struggle. They're like, I'm not doing enough. I'm not this. I'm not, I don't feel like I'm going to die every single day. So I must not be whatever, but I feel like we are just so trained to feel like exercise has to be miserable. It has to be hard. It has to be this. And movement, the trainer that I'm working with right now, his name is Amwala, and he says movement is medicine. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I love that mm. so much because that's exactly how I feel. Like we can either, we can either look for a quick pill to like put a bandaid on a situation and whatever, or we can take control of our habits and our actions and our behaviors. And we can fuel our bodies right with good food and we can move our body and we can take time to rest and meditate and all of those things and sleep. Oh my gosh, sleep is huge. And it's just like this recipe for health. And I feel yeah. like just everybody just wants the quick, the easy, the fast, the give me the pill, the give me the, the easy answer. And they don't want to change their lifestyle habits. And that's like that's the, that's everything. <laughs> it's not going to get them anywhere. You know, right. I see like tabloids lose 28 pounds in one month and it's like, okay. Okay. But you know, like if you're, if you're just going for that short-term goal and, and you're not like restructuring your daily habits, you're going to fall right back into that crappy feeling, unbalanced hormones, uh, exhausted, all of that. So yes, quick yeah. fixes do not fix anything. I agree. I love it. I love, and I love that you like, cause I don't know all the sciencey stuff and I love that it really is. It just, it, it just makes sense. Like that's just, I love that, you know, all the things and it's just all aligning with, with what I believe. And it's just so cool. So this yes, is awesome. I love, I love it. I love it. So let's talk about sex just for a sec before we close it out, because I mean, I'm all about a healthy sex life. So when you are, I mean, I'm in postpartum, you know, I'm, as we record, I'm four months postpartum and it like takes a while for my body to be like, oh yeah, you actually enjoy this. Remember what that thing is. And so how long, like I know, and I know levels change and different women have different desires and whatever, but like, we are meant to want to do that, right? We're yes. So at what point as a woman listening, if you're not feeling like I'm never in the mood, I'm never this, at what point are you like, okay, you should probably get things checked because you're missing out girlfriend. Like, let's get this figured out. Amen to that. <laughs> um, if, I mean, for me in thinking about that, I think within three months after stopping breastfeeding, okay. if you are not feeling like things you're wanting it and, and because all of those hormones do play a role. And I yeah. think some women think, oh, I'm just not, I just don't have a right. sex drive, you know? And it's like, no, but you can, you can. Like women who have an estrogen deficiency, like I know they love their husbands, but they need that estrogen to really kind of have that attraction and stuff like that. Uh, and then testosterone, if it's too low, libido isn't there. If it's too high, you're feeling almost a little too masculine. It's a little bit difficult. Yeah. So 
they, it all plays a role, but I would say for sure, if you're not feeling like you ever want it within a few months after breastfeeding, I would get things checked because it is an essential part of life and we should feel that way. And I mean, there's a lot of things that go into that too. There's also your relationship and like the quality of relationship in there, your stress levels. If you take a woman on vacation and talk to you men here, take a woman on vacation and you take her away from doing the dishes, laundry, childcare, all of that. Guess what? <laughs> she's a little bit more frisky because she's got, she does not have that to-do list going on. So stress levels definitely play a part. Sleep, fatigue, all of that plays a huge part. So you, you should want it. You should want it. And, and if you don't, it's, it's worth it. I love it. I love it. Cause yeah, that's been like, I know for, I, for my husband, I'm like, I'm sorry, babe. Like, cause I bre breastfeed for over a year. And so I'm like, I have to be like super proactive about thinking about, okay, I should probably do this. Like we should probably make this time together. Cause it's not just that's like this natural. It. Yes. It's not this natural thing. That's just like, Oh, okay. Like it is when I'm not breastfeeding. So I have to be yeah. I say the reason for that is actually, I think God given too, because our bodies need time to replenish the nutrients, um, to be able to get back into filling in a group. So we as women don't necessarily have a ton of drive during the breastfeeding and that, and it's kind of a natural suppression yeah. of those things that are needed for a sex drive. Doesn't mean being not being proactive is important because I think sex life is super important in a relationship, but that's, I think a, it, it's kind of a divine thing that we're yeah. given to let the nutrients restore and all of that. Yeah. I agree with you with that for sure. Um, while we're on this subject really quick, as far as you talked a little bit about birth control, are there, I personally, let's see, we've been married. It'll be, I think 14, this is bad that I don't know. I think 14 years in December, I was on birth control right after we got married for literally like two weeks. And couldn't deal. I'm like, why am I crying right now? Like what in the actual crap is going on with me? I'm like, I just can't like, it's gotta be this, this new thing. So I stopped and we've just always been preventative, like in other ways, but I've never been on birth control since then. So are there, and I don't want to be either. So we are done having kids. Uh, I hope that an oopsie doesn't happen, but I also don't want to get on birth control what in your opinion with our hormones is the best birth control for someone out there that's like but i need it and so what's the best what's going to take care of my body the best and do the job <laughs> this is a question that is asked at li literally every single hormone conference i go to oh with all of God. these super like elite hormone experts every single time that question gets asked and every single time they almost defer this question, they're like, there really isn't a good answer. There's not a good answer to this. So there's, and that's why I'm trying to develop like a better approach for my own thought process to use with my kids. Um, so for me, I am going to have my girls test their hormones first because if they're estrogen dominant, uh, then putting an oral birth control, which has synthetic progesterone and estrogen in it, putting that added estrogen in there is going to probably mess with their mind and make okay. them not feel good. Uh, but then there's other things like if you put an IUD into an estrogen dominant woman who hasn't recently had a baby, she might bleed for months and months and months. Even even the non-hormonal one can make it so that you have terrible, terrible periods. Hormonal oh, one can make you, make you bleed for a long time. So personal story here, you're getting personal. I'll get personal too. <laughs> <laughs> I've been married 14 years uh, and I knew going into getting married that taking a pill every single day was going to be, I would be pregnant in like two seconds flat. I work night shifts being consistent with it. I was like, uh, I can't do that. So I went to my OB and I was like, I read up on the risks of an IUD. Can I get that? Anyways, I had an IUD placed two weeks before I got married. 
I bled for six weeks. Oh, <laughs> so no. The entire first month of our marriage, I was struggling in that department. Uh, Good thing I married a patient man. Uh, <laughs> however, the IUD ended up being fine after that for me and everybody is different. It isn't for everybody. Uh, but I remember my husband coming home like six months after we got married and he said, I've been talking with the guys at work and they're like, so has your wife started going crazy yet since starting birth control? And he's like, no, no, she hasn't. And so that was a blessing in disguise for me because I had no idea what I was doing at the time. But so when it comes to like where you're at right now, what do you feel like is the best? So there, I mean, as far as like permanent birth control, obviously you've got getting tubes tied. I don't love that for women for many reasons. It is a big procedure for women. And if you cut those fallopian tubes, it actually cuts off some of the blood supply to the ovaries and can suppress their natural hormone production. So I've had women come to me that have had their tubes tied a few years before and their hormones are wacky. And it started oh, yeah. at getting the tubes tied. So typically with people who are done done, what I usually recommend is hubby going in for a little snip snip, snip, snip. because <laughs> yes, that is the least hormonally detrimental form of permanent birth control. Okay. That's good to know. So anyone trying to, I mean, that's the plan. That's the plan. We're just waiting for like the, you are for sure done like moment. Yeah. Cause we're still, yeah. you know, I mean, hubby is for sure done. I know that. Um, but <laughs> so you would recommend though that because different birth controls do different things and have the different hormone levels and different. So it is important that you don't just get thrown on any one. Like it is important that you right. get your hormones checked and then make right. the choice of which birth control is going to be it's best. Tough. Cause that definitely, didn't happen. that definitely didn't happen for right. me when I got on birth control yeah. when I was married. They were like, oh yeah, Not here you go. <laughs> yeah. But I love what you did because I think so many women are not in tune with their body enough to be able to track. Cause really we are only fertile for like six days out of a month. Right. And so using protection or whatever during those six days really isn't a terrible thing. And so cycle tracking and mucus tracking, and there's actually quite a few courses out there. I can't name any off the top of my head, but about teaching you how to be in track with like your basal body temperature, your mucus production, which is a normal thing, ladies, but that helps you know, okay, I'm fertile right now. So yeah. I, we need to be careful, use protection, whatever. That is the least hormonally invasive way of um, protecting birth control throughout your fertile years. However, I also know that there are some that are like, I cannot have an oops, you know? And so that then we weigh the pros and cons and figure out what's going to be best. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Love it. I love it. Yeah, thankfully, over the years, we never once had an oops. We always, we got pregnant when we were trying, like, 
it took some months sometimes, but we thankfully never were like, oh my heck, what the we're, we're pregnant. So it can happen. It can happen. You can do it without a, a form of actual birth control. I promise. But if an oopsie happens then heavenly father just was like, you know what? I know better than you do. So <laughs> here you go. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Megan, I love it. I could talk with you forever about all this stuff. I love it so much, but you guys, we've got to wrap it up. Like I mentioned, go to her page. Seriously. I like was on it for like a couple hours one night. Like once we scheduled our recording, I was just going through scrolling back and back and back and back and back. And so much good information that I had no clue about because I am not in the know with all of that stuff. So find her once again at Megan Bliss NP. If you have any girlfriends that have been maybe complaining about certain things or struggling with their weight loss or their, their moods or their mental health, this could be something that could help them. So share this with them, send them to her page as well. And our episodes don't get put out to anyone other than word of mouth. So that's why I'm so appreciative of you guys sharing your favorite snippets on Instagram stories and tagging me because then it helps your friends get the message. And you just never know. You just never know who's going to be like, oh my gosh, this is what I've been struggling with. How did I not know this? And then they can take the, the steps to be proactive and take action on their life as well. So I love you guys. I'm so appreciative. Megan, thank you for coming and hanging out and giving us so much of your knowledge and your expertise. This is so important. I think it I, I don't know why women don't know more about this. I'm like, why have I not known all about this my whole life? Why Hello, passionate about social media, getting your message out. That's the best it's way so to do powerful. it. It's so powerful. Like I know. And I love that you just, you've like made it your mission to everything that you put out is educating and informing and empowering women to just be, be smart about these things because we just don't know what we don't know. So mm -hmm. I'm super grateful for you and everything that you do. So thank you for being here. And you guys, we will be here next week. Same place, same time. See you then. Bye. Wrapping up another episode. And I just want to thank you for sticking around before you head out. I would love to hear from you. It would mean the world to me. If you left this podcast, a quick review, wherever you're listening from. And if you got some nuggets from the message today, don't forget to share it with your friends, your team, and your Instagram story so that anyone else who needs it can find it too. And be sure to tag me at Micah Folsom fit so that I can shout you out and share your page with my friends. Thanks for hanging. Now let's go take action on those goals and dreams. Cause if you can feel it in your heart and see it in your head, then you can hold it in your hand. So until next time, go do your craft.